The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by the Hockey Gambling Podcast, brand new YouTube page. The Hockey Guys are giving away a hoodie to celebrate their new YouTube channel. Register today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. I'm just about that action, boss. You have to be kidding me. That is impossible. I'm raising the ante. Anybody wants it again? With another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No, me, no, the voice, no, the guy. It's me, really row, a villain row. It's Ralph from Virginia here at your service. Whoa, where's my drop? <laughs> and it's not Thursday. But, you know, Saturday, well, technically, no, well, it was Thursday. It's technically not Thursday anymore. But we're not here talking about Thursday night football. We're here talking about Saturday football in the National Football League. Breaking down the two Saturday games here on this episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast with my co-host, Scott Studio Rachel Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing pretty well. Uh, looking forward to the two Saturday games. Uh, pretty meaningful games, at least for three of the four teams involved. Baltimore is going to take a nap, but you have the Steelers who are still playing for a playoff spot, and you have the Texans and the Colts playing for a playoff spot, potentially a division title. So two what should be interesting games, and we got some props on them. So let's make some money. Yeah, and I mean, we can go ahead and talk about that game since you mentioned it. The Baltimore Ravens locked up the one seed last week against the Miami Dolphins in an absolutely complete and utterly totally embarrassing blowout where now the Ravens are pretty much expected to sit anybody of noteworthy in this game, to be honest. So you're going to have the Ravens backups going up against the Steelers, whose offense probably plays like backups. If we're being completely honest here, Steelers are laying three and a half on the road. 35 is the total. Both of those two numbers have stayed true to open up to this point. I mean, Tyler Huntley's going to get the start, Scott. Tyler Huntley is one of the better backups in the league. Two and one versus the versus the no, he might be one and two. Yeah, he's one and two versus the Steelers in the past two seasons because Lamar Jackson has gotten hurt and he had had and he did have to play those games. So he's he has a record against the Steelers in the regular season over the past two years. He's one and two. However, to this number, he has covered every single game. The Steelers have not beaten Tyler Huntley by more than three points. Are you of course that's with Baltimore actually using pretty much all their starters in these games and now they're not. So I want to mention the weather, first things first, because the weather is going to be really bad uh, for this game. Uh, You're looking at what should be rain, maybe a bit of snow, so I guess we'll call it Mm -hmm. sleet. But either way, you should be seeing winds 
of about 15 miles per hour with gusts up to around 30 miles per hour. So I do think you're going to see a lot of running clock in this game. I see a lot of handoffs on an ugly field. So I like the under mm-hmm. in this game. Anytime we see the Steelers and the Ravens play at any strength, usually full strength, you see what is a pretty physical and pretty low-scoring game. We saw that in the first meeting of the season where Lamar did play and the Steelers did somehow sneak out the win there. The point is, though, I do think for this game I like the under. I kind of have to take Pittsburgh. It's one of those spots where I feel obligated to because, once again, they're playing for all the marbles. Yes, I know Tomlin's teams have occasionally slipped up against teams they should beat, which is the Mm -hmm. one knock on Tomlin. His teams always get up for good competition, tend to overlook bad competition. But Huntley hasn't played all year. You're looking at the Ravens benching basically all the defense. And I thought it was actually pretty funny because a lot of people were trying to look at the incentives for contracts to find some player prop angles on certain guys. And Odell is actually in a potential spot to Mm -hmm. pad his numbers to get some incentives. And then Odell said on Twitter, don't take my props. So I'm guessing Odell's not playing in this game, or if he does, because he actively told people, don't even bother. So I question the overall motivation for Baltimore. I question the overall, I'd say, intensity they're going to bring for this game. I got to be on Pittsburgh, simply put. I think Rudolph's done a really good job uh, since taking over the starting quarterback spot. And I also do think the Steelers' defense has played a lot better recently. Seattle did move the ball, but I thought... Pittsburgh still got after Geno, and I think they're able to make Huntley uncomfortable. So for me, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh in the under. Bad weather. Give me a very ugly, like, 17-13 to game, 17-10 game. But I see Pittsburgh winning, and I do like the under. (sighs) I mean, I guess I'll go Pittsburgh. I really don't want to. I, I, you know, I'm pessimistic about these games that teams should win. and. Mm -hmm. On paper, Pittsburgh should really get this done, but it feels like such a low line, though, based on all the potential sitouts for Baltimore, doesn't it? Like you think like it would be a three lot and higher? A half? Like you're, I know you're it's in only... Baltimore, but still. And I guess it's the weather. Maybe the weather is why, because they had a bad weather game earlier this season where they hung ten with the Browns against the 49ers, and we cashed that Browns money line rather easily in that one. I, I mean, I guess that's why they don't want to hang a big number out here in case Baltimore just runs the ball and ends up, you know, getting a win. But I I, I really want to fade this Steelers team. I really do. But Baltimore is really not like they're just why do they care? Why Isn't Baltimore's do they, why entire care? goal for this game? Just make sure nobody gets injured. And just for a team. For a team that is literally probably the most injured team over the past three to five years, I would think that, you know, they're probably going to do a bad job of trying to make sure people don't get injured. And I'll take Pittsburgh minus three and a half, man. I'm assuming you can sign the under because these teams just kill each other every time they face off against each other. Yeah, they went under when in good conditions. Now you have bad weather conditions. I'm with you. I was trying to look for an angle because I actually did think that Huntley and this offense would be interesting and seeing how he adjusts to the new Todd Munkin offense. So we've seen Lamar adjust to it, and he had an MVP season. How does Tyler Huntley adjust to it? But we're not going to be able to see that because the weather is going to be some shit. So under 35, we're lockstep in that game. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about first touchdown. What do you like here for first touchdown on this one? 
All right. Uh, so for first touchdown, I am going to look to – I have Gus Edwards for now. If he is not going to play, then I might consider Melvin Gordon, but I do want one Baltimore running back. Huntley, mm-hmm. first game back, I just think they're going to try to run the ball, bad conditions, and most of the receivers might not play as well. So I have questions about Baltimore's actual pass catchers in this game. So for mm-hmm. me, I'm going to start off with the uh, kind of cheaper options. I'm going to go with Gus Edwards at plus 850. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson at plus 950. Pickens is the obvious choice, but I do think with the bad weather, Pittsburgh might try to nickel and dime it down the field. And Deontay, I do think, can create separation in some short routes. So I do think that Deontay's worth a look at plus 950. I threw in another Ravens running back. I threw in Justice Hill at 12 to 1 as the other Raven guy, uh, just because he scored a touchdown against Pittsburgh earlier this season. He's a pass catcher. I do think if Huntley is going to be feeling some Pittsburgh pressure, he might try to check the ball off. So I think Justice Hill, who had a good game last week as well, might be in mm-hmm. line for a good game. And I've uh, Steelers defense, which I had to throw in there at uh, 27 to 1. But when I initially did the odds, I don't believe uh, the other books that included special teams were up. So let me just quickly fix that. But I like Steelers. For Steelers defense. And and special teams or just defense? Yes, 21. 21. 21 to 1? Okay, sure. Team. So I'm going to take that. I just think, once again, with a backup quarterback who's barely played this season with a very good spot for bad conditions, a lot of turnovers, give me Steelers defense and special teams at 21 to 1. Uh, 20 to 1. Sorry, 21. All right. We overlapped a couple. I took both defenses, Steelers yeah. and Ravens. 28 and 1 for the Ravens, 21 for the Steelers. Pretty simple handicap there. Don't really have to go too much into that. I, I, there's so many ways that we could get the score here. So I will definitely take that. And I actually think, you know, punt return might, you know, punt return, kick return, that might actually be one yeah, well, bad weather. Yeah. Bad, and all right. So we got that. Tyler Huntley, 13 to 1. Absolutely. I thought about it, but 13 was relatively cheap. I know he's a mobile quarterback and all, but no, I I actually think that I actually think that's mispriced because the fact of this ugly weather game and you're not like, yeah, that's fair. If he's if if this was Lamar, that's up to that's 850, 750, something like that. Like, just like there's not that. I understand it is a huge gap between Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. Yes, but that doesn't change the play call. Like they're not changing the play call. So Tyler Huntley, I think that's mispriced. Thirteen to one. I really feel good about Tyler Huntley, and I actually will will get down on Tyler Huntley two touchdowns in this game. And for my last Steeler, uh, we're gonna go with hmm, Connor Hayward, forty to one. Ugly game, get by the goal line, trying to muscle the ball in, handed a big Connor Haywood in the backfield, and he pushes it through on a fullback dive. Yeah, I'll take it, 40-1. to 1. Cool. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, you've given out Hayward a couple of times this year, so he's going to be on the field for hey, man. red zone packages. It's, it's gonna, what's his anytime? His anytime is 12-1. to 1. That is a massive prize. 12 to 1 for this game. No, seriously, for this game, why would we not sprinkle on a bunch of these guys? That's really what we should do all weekend. But like these anytime prices are actually ridiculous. So, well, especially for tight ends, because with the bad weather, they might be throwing it more in between the numbers. Darnell Washington, former Georgia guy, 12 to 1. Like this could, the, the Steelers might even start sitting people towards the second half. 
And you're telling me we could potentially get a Darnell Washington touchdown at 12 to 1? Yes. Yes. Let's play that. Let's play Patrick Ricard at 22 to 1. Let's play Miles Boykin at 20 to 1. Baltimore's going to have to get creative. So, once again, if you want to take some long shot pass catchers, maybe that's worth a look because I don't know who's going to be starting for this team. I doubt Zay Flowers plays, for example. Odell might not play. You got a lot of options. Likely might not play. Yeah, like, and if they do, they're out early. So I, I think we should be taking a stab, and that's probably going to be my touchdown scorer for this week. It is one of these high priced touchdown scores because it's so easy at the end of the game for them to just get a cheap touchdown. It's the last play of the season. Nobody cares. So yeah, that's fair. All right, before we get to the next game on the slate, we're going to talk to you about prize picks because prize picks is the way that you can play alongside all your favorite fantasy players here at prize picks you can pick their stats and enjoy winnings up to 25x you can go with football slash basketball season combos for example lebron travis kelsey uh points receptions anything like that combo look you can even have the reboot policy and the insurance bonus where look if somebody gets hurt in the first half of this game and they don't come back for the second half and you took their prize picks well guess what that player gets rebooted rebooted this is the only daily fantasy sports platform that has injury insurance come on why would you not tap into prize picks go to prizepicks.com slash sgpn and use code sgpn for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash sgpn code sgpn prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy and we're brought to you by the hockey gambling podcast they just landed their new youtube channel and look go give them a follow go give them a follow right now Matter of fact, go to the open up another tab, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP, and it will give you all the details to enter the contest. It'll show you how to subscribe to the YouTube channel, and then you can have a chance at a free hockey gambling podcast hoodie. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash HGP. All right. Last game on the Saturday slate. Houston Texans on the road. Going to play the Indianapolis Colts. Colts, sorry, plus one and a half point home dog. 47 and a half is the total here. Winner gets into the playoffs, Scott. Yep. And also has a shot at the division, depending on how Jacksonville does on Sunday. Man, if Jacksonville blows that to Tennessee, like <laughs> I think Tennessee's actually alive in that, but we're gonna talk. Uh I don't we're not talking about that, right? No, no, we're not it's talking about that. Game. Yeah, no, okay. so you might so go ahead. I mean, go ahead and say your piece now. While we while we we're not talking about it. Yeah, uh, I think Tennessee might actually win that game. Uh, but that's kind of my hot take. Oh my I, I respect, gosh. Everybody's betting Tennessee. I respect the quotes from Vrabel. That's all I'm gonna say. I like the fact that he went out and said, listen, the game doesn't mean anything, but losing sucks. I, I respect it. I respect the fact that he's yep. trying to at least not let his team roll over and die in a meaningless game. I respect it. Now Jacksonville just won comfortably doesn't matter for the sake of this game because the winner's trying to get in the division's just gravy at that point uh but i do think looking at this overall spot i think i have to end up taking the texans in the spot i just think they're the better team the colts are kind of a weird team how you watch them play week in and week out and you have no idea how they're nine and seven but they're Mm -hmm. somehow nine and seven like you can't really explain it uh, because they've they've had injuries to running backs injuries to receivers injuries to starting quarterbacks and Gardner Minshew's taken over and been a pretty good quarterback so far this season. Houston, 
I just have faith in Stroud. The defense has kind of come along. I think Will Anderson is a really good player. And I do think Stingley's definitely had a very good sophomore year after having an up-and-down rookie season. It might just come down to me liking Stroud more than Minshew. I know it's a home game for the Colts. I get all that. But I just think I like this Texans team more than I like this Colts team. And that's really all it comes down to. It might be personal bias, but I like the Texans roster more, in my opinion. I know Pittman being back definitely helps the Colts passing game uh, because that was an issue against the Falcons. But still, I'm going to lean Texans in Stroud we trust. (sighs) And I'm going to lean over, by the way. Forgot to say. Oh, I... I really do want to go Texans. It, everybody, I don't know if I can back. Do you think most people are backing the Texans, the Texans or Colts? Everybody's backing the Texans. Everybody's backing the Texans. I think it's some 80% of the money on the Texans. I can't say that's overly surprising, I guess, because we know Stroud has been the – the Texans have been the Cinderella story for most of the season. So have the Colts, but nobody's really talked about them. But I do think for the sake of this matchup – do you think home field matters a ton? Let's start there. Do you think the Colts have an insane home field advantage? Uh, not really. Well, no. Play- I mean, they're in a, it's in a dome. Yeah, it, it's really just more of taking the weather element out and the fact that it's in a dome, so you don't really have to worry about that. But I, I really don't think it matters. Both of these two teams are dome teams. I just think that this is – honestly, I just think it's a recipe for points. Like, I just yeah. think we're going to see a bunch of points. I, 47 and a half is way too low of a total for this one. And the Colts like, are actually, if not the best over teams in the entire league this season. So they're used to playing a bunch of high scoring games. They're just, yeah, they're just playing in our face. Now, that's the concern. That's the concern. And I have seen Stroud do it. But if it's a high scoring game, I truly think the last person with the ball is going to win the game. Okay. I don't care who it is. I think whoever's the last person with the ball, they're going to win the game. And so it makes me – so do I think the Texans win? Yes. Am I surprised that the Colts win because they were ended up being the last team with the ball? No, because I don't think either one of these defenses really honestly have anything for the opposing offense. I think both of these two teams are going to put up probably north of 30 points uh, each. And so I'm, I'm not even going to play around with the side. I mean – I. I'll take the Colts for just for the fact of I'm fading the public. Just so I can fade the public, I'll take the Colts plus one and a half. But the play is the over, over 47 and a half. I mean, this is the lock of the day. This is the lock of the day. I see a lot of points. And once again, it might be personal bias. I would rather see the Texans in the playoffs than the Colts. So maybe I'm just kind of. I would definitely rather to see. I would love to see CJ Stroud and DeMarco Ryan's in the playoffs. I, Like I said, I. I hope I'm wrong about it. I hope the Texans get it done. I'm just going to fade 80% of the money, man. That's fair. 80? Like, yeah, so I, I can just fade that. Like, that, that's I'm really good on that. But that over, that's not that's not high enough. We could take an alternate over, and I think we'll cash. I think the only concern I have, though, with the Texans is they do settle for a decent amount of red zone field goals. I kind of wish they did a better Mm -hmm. job of actually finishing off drives on occasion, so that could be a bit of a problem. Uh, But once again, I'm going to lean to the over in this game, though. It's in a dome. Both offenses can move it. I think think you'll see a lot of yards and big plays. So, yeah, I like the over. Let's see here. 
you want to move to first touchdown? Do you have anything else you want? Hold to on, I wanted to check out. But they, while you pull that up for, for for the record, by the way, this Warriors Nuggets game is absolutely wild. <laughs> <laughs> they they are punting this game so hard. They were up like 18 with like eight to go, and now it's a two-point game with a minute to go. Golden State is punting this damn game. All right. I, I couldn't find what I was looking for. It, it doesn't matter. Sorry. Let's go. All right. First touchdown. Over to you, Scott. What, what do you like here? And I'm telling you, you have so many options because you're probably going to get a touchdown in the first two, three minutes of this game. All right. So first things first, give me Pittman at 12 to 1. He's too important for this Colts offense not to take. 12 to 1 is a great price for a guy who gets that much usage and volume. From? Uh, this one I got from Fandle. Jesus Christ, I see 9-1. to one. The difference is that much? Yes, I would absolutely take Pittman at 12-1. to one. All right, I'm sorry. So, keep going. Pittman at 12-1, I had to take. I got Dalton Schultz at 15-1. to one. Colts have been okay against tight ends, not great. But Schultz is another one of the uh, main red zone targets for the Texans. I know Brevin Jordan had a touchdown last week, but it does tell me that Stroud is, tar- is uh, targeting tight ends in the red zone. But I do think, once again, with Tank Dell being out because of injury, he has you're going to see. Um, I'm what? sorry. He has a he has an incentive, Dalton Schultz. The, the thing about incentives is that I tend to care more about them the more meaningless the game actually is. Because the Texans are so focused on actually winning that I don't know if they're going to care about the incentive stuff. Maybe you disagree with me there. I care a lot more about it when the team has kind of nothing to play for and they can afford to be extra creative with getting players involved but i think houston's sole purpose is to try to win the game so i, I mean i agree i agree with that but i'm not gonna like if it helps my argument i'm not gonna not say it and he needs yes, four passes he needs four passes this week for an additional two hundred fifty thousand dollars. so like all right <laughs> yeah a hundred percent yeah, and he'll get and and then if he, what four passes for an extra two fifty and then five hundred thousand if he finishes with at least six like yeah they might be looking for him I agree you should play him yeah but the point is I got Schultz I think he'll get some usage in the red zone so he's my first Texan then I went a bit more long shot I got C J Stroud at twenty nine to one he's had a couple rushing touchdowns this season he's mobile I think that Indianapolis can potentially lose track of him so I am gonna go with the quarterback there for Houston. And my last pick is going to be Mo Alley-Cox at 35-1 to for the Colts. He doesn't really do much for most of the field, but in the red zone, he's really useful. And I do think with the kind of split they have with the tight end snaps between him and the other options on the roster, he gets some playing time, and he's definitely one of the bigger red zone threats uh, on this team. Give me Alley-Cox at 35-1. to All right. How do you get an over in a game? Defense and special team touchdowns. And while I think Houston is more efficient, the Colts I do not think is as efficient. And I think that they are more prone to mistakes. However, they have a gunslinger who forces them out of mistakes by throwing the ball 50 times. So, Give me the Houston Texas defense to score 25 to one men shoot those a pick six, something of that sort. That's play number one for me. I went back to Brown from Jordan at 21. He's really good, man. And Stroud and Stroud starting to, to build a rapport with him. And so, and Brevin Jordan just kind of has this thing where end of the season, he starts really, really getting going. So I, I'll go back to Brevin Jordan at 20 to one. 
And those are my two Texans. For my two Colts, Gardner Minshew, first up on the dock at 30-1. to He has rushing touchdowns on the season. He's a gamer, and in a game where they need a gamer, I can 100% see Gardner Minshew running in on, on his own. And then I will also go with Josh Downs at 17-1. And that's just more of I'm I'm playing the gunslinger angle of this game is going to have a bunch of points really, really fast. And how are they going to get points really, really fast? Josh Downs is going to streak down the sideline and catch a long bomb from Gardner Minshew really, really early on in the game. So uh, I like Josh Downs. I think he's a great player. And I think he has the speed to get behind that Texas secondary and just force a big play. So give me Josh Downs at 17-1. There you go. Josh Downs, Texas defense and special teams. Gardner Minshew and Brevin Jordan. By the way, Yoke right. just hit a forty-footer to win the game. He just what? Yoke just hit a forty-footer to win the game at the buzzer. We have had a lot of good games in the association over the past two days. Between yeah, that TV and games that Pistons, that's a ridiculous choke job by Golden State. That's that's absurd. A home game? Okay, what we'll say super, that I'm before. actually disappointed. I'm disappointed Denver didn't blow them out, to be honest. That kind of says a little bit more about Denver to me, but I, uh, well, okay. they should we'll have buried them. They should Denver should have buried them. There's no reason Golden State should have covered that. All right. Where are we at? Well, if you would be tired of us you're tired of hearing us talk about the games and you would just like to go to the games, then you should check out the game time app where you can go and get last minute, last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. And I'm telling you, it's way better than going out there and trying to follow around or find the sketchy guy that's selling tickets outside the stadium or trying to go and pay those obnoxious prices at all these different sites. No, go to game time where you can get your lowest price guaranteed. And guess what? If you find a ticket or in the same section in the same row for less, Game Time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. So make sure you absolutely tap into the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and use code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analyst platform for parlays, prairie props, and game lines. Research everything from the NFL, NBA, and soccer with historical stats and data. Plus, you have the revolutionary parlay optimizer tool where it breaks everything down by leg, and you get expected probability for your entire parlay. Stop betting in the dark and use the over and join the over 30,000 users using Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGP and get 50% off your first month and start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. Player props. We got three props over these two games. I will let you kick things off. What's your first prop? All right. Uh, so for my first prop, I am going to go to the Steelers game. I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson, over 37 and a half receiving yards. I know the weather is bad, but at minus 115, I do like the price. He's had at least four. Uh, he's had at least 46 receiving yards in four of the last five games against Baltimore. He's had at least 57 receiving yards in three of the last four games. And since the weather is bad, I do think Pittsburgh might still throw the ball, but more underneath, less deep shots, and that does kind of favor Deontay with his route running. So I'm going to go with Deontay, over 37 and a half receiving yards. Baltimore's also going to be sitting a bunch of guys, so he might be going up against some backup corners. So I do like that matchup quite a bit. Do you want me to read off the three or just alternate one and one? 
No, I, I'll give out one here. And I'm going to back Jalen Warren over 43 and a half rushing yards. And this is less about how Baltimore has been all season in terms of, you know, against the running back where they've been a pretty, pretty okay, pretty solid run defense there. But now we're getting second, third, all these other guys that are going to be rotating in and out and they're giving opportunity. They're evaluating folks. They're trying to see what's going on. And I think Jalen Warren can capitalize. I think he, they, they've had a, a pretty much of a split timeshare going between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. And again, excuse me, ugly, ugly game here. I don't think that you trust your quarterbacks really to throw the ball too, too much. I know you expect them to throw a little bit more. I think that if they can run it as much as they can, they're going to. So a split a split backfield, I'll take the one with the less yards and probably going to get same amount of usage. So give me Jalen Warren and get it done over 43 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, uh, I like that play as well. I was, I, I think him and Najee could have good games combined, so we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Uh, so I actually was going to go with Najee Harris for the rushing yards over. Been in good form recently. I know it can be a head case at times, but I do think that he is in a good spot with bad weather. Uh, we've seen Najee have some good games. He's off of an 100-plus yard game uh, last week, so I think Najee could once again with good game flow, assuming Pittsburgh's winning. With Baltimore benching a lot of the roster, I do think that might result in a more positive run focus in the second half. So I do think that Najee Harris rushing yards is definitely going to be a play that I'm interested in. Trying to quickly find the best price. I want to see if it moved at all because I um, got this prop in a couple hours ago. Uh, Let me just quickly see what the line is. But the point is I like Najee Harris for rushing. I think he's in a good Mm. spot. Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. My second... Prop. I'm going to not going to doubt it. The 60 and a half and minus 114. I'll take that. You said 16 and a half? Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. Prop number two for me. I'm going to Gardner Minshew. Mm, no. Give me CJ Stroud, actually. Yeah. I thought it was going to get cute. I'm not. We're going with CJ Stroud, and we're going to take his over one and a half passing touchdowns at plus 102. And this is just more of trusting CJ Stroud as the gamer. And a game that I think I, I sit here and I'm just giddy thinking about the touchdown parlays that I'm going to put together for this game and the one of them that's going to cash because everybody and their mother is going to score in this one. I mean, CJ Stroud's absolutely been phenomenal over the over this season. He's been he's got 21 touchdowns on the year. He hasn't been over this line recently and partial just coming back from the injury. You had a tough game against the Jets, who was a pretty tough defense. That Denver defense got a little bit better as the year going was going on. But he's put this up his number up against Jacksonville. He's put this number up against Arizona. He's put this number up against Tampa Bay. Like he's put this number up against New Orleans. When he gets the matchup, he takes advantage. He has this in the first game this season against this Indianapolis Colts team. I think he's going to do it again. I think this is a big game for CJ Stroud and where he just puts the exclamation point on his rookie of the year campaign, offensive rookie of the year campaign. I'm all over CJ Stroud to have a good game. I mean, I talked about the passing touchdowns, but I like the passing yards as well. I, win or lose, I think CJ Stroud and Gardner Minshew are both with the ball. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my last play, though, is actually going to be something that might sound like it contradicts your play, but it's not. 
I'm going to go with Nico Collins' longest reception. I'm going to take his under 25.5 at minus 115. He's actually going under this number in seven of the last eight games. And the mm-hmm. Colts have quietly not allowed a completion hey. over 25 yards in three straight games. Yes, yes. I was looking that up, and I was because I was looking to back the over. It, it it wasn't added up, and I was like, "Wow, they've been really good at you know limiting the big plays." So they give up I, a I really lot of like yards, that. but a decent amount of it is going to be fifteen yards, twenty yards, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They really don't give up that many bombs. And Collins kind of killed this team in the first meeting, so I do wonder with once again Tank Dell being injured, do the Colts maybe prioritize stopping Nico Collins in the passing game? Maybe letting. I don't know, like a Robert Woods type or somebody else get loose. But mm-hmm. I do think Nico Collins, as long as reception, is a little bit too high at 25 and a half. That's a really big number. I'm going to go with the under, once again, seven of the last eight games, too. So I don't know where this number is coming from. Uh, but I'll take the under at minus 115. All right. Let's see here. I will close things out with. I gotta have an interception prop, man. I've been going, I've been going kind of crazy with the interception props on Thursdays. I feel like we should just keep the keep the mojo going. So we're going to take Gardner Minshew at minus one twenty five. I think the Texans are going to put the pressure on them. I don't think it's going to be easy. I think Texans are going to put the pressure on them. I told you, I think the last team that gets the ball is going to win, and Gardner Minshew. While he is not afraid to throw an interception, he will 100%, 100% put the ball in those dangerous situations. Like, he absolutely will. And I'm – minus 125 is a pretty – I thought this was going to be a higher price. I thought it was going to be a little bit closer to minus 140. So, I feel like I'm stealing a little bit with minus 125 here, laying that juice. What you think about Gardner Minshew throw a pick? I mean, we know that he's not afraid of trying to make every throw. So, I do think that he's in line to be – reckless at times and it is a very big game for Minshew is this the biggest game of his career people are talking about Stroud you can honestly make that case potentially well yeah so I think he probably throws one I think that you're looking at Houston having a good pass rush maybe forces one but Minshew does make a lot of really dumb decisions he's been better at it uh this season compared to most seasons but he does still turn the ball over a decent amount so minus 105 I do like for a good price yeah. Yeah, this is this is a big game. I think everybody's everywhere is stepping up. So I'm I'm with it. All right, Minshew. We've been I've been good. I've been really good. I've parlayed interceptions. Like we've been really, really good at getting some of these picks. Hopefully the Saturday mojo doesn't mess us up here. All right. DFS. All right. So just to be clear, by the way, for DFS, we're only gonna do one lineup. So we join both games together, just to be clear. Yes. You want to go right. first? No, you got it. Okay. So for my quarterback, I took Stroud. I think that if I'm picking Houston to win, it's going to be off of his back. So I am going to go with Stroud carrying the team uh, with a bunch of passing yards and a couple touchdowns. So give me Stroud at 8,300. Give me Najee Harris at 7,500. Once again, he is going to be the main running back for the Steelers. They still use Warren, but Najee does get first dibs on the red zone work. And with Baltimore benching a lot of guys and the bad weather, I think Najee gets a boost in workload. Give me Justice Hill uh, for the Ravens as my other running back, because I do think at the end of the day, Hill can definitely give you some value in PPR. He had a touchdown last week. He had a touchdown against the Steelers in the first meeting. I like the spot for a relatively cheap salary. And the Steelers have really not been that good against the run this season. So I do like the Justice Hill option there 
at 5,800. For receivers, I did end up going with Michael Pittman. I think Pittman's in line for a very solid game, uh, especially with the fact that it's in a dome. We know how much the Colts rely on him, and I do think he is in line for what should be a pretty big stat line. The other receiver, I end up having Nico Collins. I think Collins is in line for a good game. I know I just took the under for longest reception. Doesn't mean he's not going to get volume. I just think he'll have seven catches, 90 yards, something like that. A good all-around mm-hmm. game for a receiver, and I do think that's going to bode well for him in this matchup. Then for the other one, I, I was a bit torn on what to take because I wanted Odell because of the incentives, but then Odell was telling people, don't pick me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pivot <laughs> off of Odell. I think I'm going to go with Robert Woods in this one. I just think he's on the field too much to not consider. I know his stats this season aren't great, but he's on the field a lot, and I am going with Stroud. So I think it's a pretty decent stack opportunity. So give me Robert Woods as a low-budget stack option. For the tight end, I'm going with Mo Alley-Cox. going to be a touchdown upside play, but at 4500 that salary does seem a bit cheap. For my flex, give me Devin Singletary. Once again, I am going pretty heavy with Houston's offense, but I am going with the over in this game. So it is pretty correlated. But Singletary has been good, and I do think he's in line for what can be maybe a touchdown run towards the goal line. And I got Steelers defense, bad weather, motivated team, playing. I can argue they've been a little bit uh, inconsistent recently, but with Huntley, a quarterback, and bad weather, I think the Steelers have a good defensive game plan. I think they play well. Maybe a defensive touchdown as well. So give me Steelers defensive. Uh, give me the Steelers defense and special teams at forty seven hundred as the final piece of my lineup. All right. I wanted to be different, so I went. I went with Gardner Minshew, and I gave a Colts stack here. So give me Gardner Minshew with Josh Downs and Michael Pittman. With the bring back of Nico Collins, I want all the points, and I just want the studs. Just give me the studs. I'm going to trust the studs to get it done there. I did add Jonathan Taylor and Jalen Warren as my running backs there. I'm just going to – I'm going to back this Jalen Warren train, man. He's had a really good season. I just hope that he's – hopefully he's the one that breaks out. Again, very, very little bit different of a lineup here. Jonathan Taylor is a more chalk option. And then we have Deontay Johnson here coming to hang out, you know, I, I do agree with your thought process of he could get a bunch of short PPR and it's intermediate work during that ugly game. They tried to throw the ball, especially if Baltimore gets up early. If Baltimore gets up early, they're going to Deontay Johnson the whole game, trying to fight back and claw back in that game and try to get a win. And at tight end, I did something different, Scott. Give me Darnell Washington. He's okay. going to get it done, man. If he scores, they're going to spot against the other people with the DFS lineups. And he and he's such a big target. He's such a big target. And just tell me at halftime, what if we're like, what if this is not even close? What if this what if this Steelers team actually comes in locked and loaded, ready to go? And this is 28-0 at halftime. They're gonna start rolling out anybody in the second half. Darnell Washington. 100% can get on the field in the red zone and get an easy touchdown. I'm taking Darnell Washington. And then I did close out with the Steelers defense. All right. Cool. All right. Let's go ahead and get into our lock. Anytime touchdown scorer. All right. You want to go first or should I? 
I'll go first because I mean it's pretty it's pretty obvious. My lock is that over 47 and a half in that Colts and Texans game. I think that this Colts defense is actually pretty bad, to be honest. But I don't think the offense is going to give up at all. I think the Texans are going to be able to score, but I think that this uh, Gardner Minshew-led offense where they're just going to continue to throw the ball, throw the ball, throw the ball. Shane Steichen, very, very good offensive coordinator, very, very good head coach over the course of this year. The fact that he's even got this Colts team in spitting distance of the playoffs is really, really a testament to how he's been able to coach this team up and play the Gardner Minshew strengths. And I think he's going to do that in this game. So give me the over 47 and a half. For my touchdown score, I talked about him. I'm 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 sold on it. I sold myself on him. Don't know Washington. Twelve to one. Anytime touchdown. Let's let's go. This that's comically mispriced if he gets more playing time than people think. Like everybody just thinks that Baltimore is gonna be resting guys. If this gets ugly in the first half, Pittsburgh is gonna be doing anything. Just anything. Darnell Washington getting in zone. All right, uh, so for mine, I am going to go for my lock. I am going to go back to the Steelers game. I'm going to take the under at 35 and a half. I just see a physical game in bad weather. It's going to be hideous. First team to 17 wins, as far as I'm concerned. Give me the under in that one. I see a low-scoring game, which Pittsburgh, which, uh, Pittsburgh probably wins. But give me the under in that one. Four minute touchdown score. I thought about Steelers defense at 6-1. to one, But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Mo Alley-Cox at plus 650. Houston has not been great against the tight end position, and Ali Cox has had a couple touchdowns recently, and Minshew does seem to look for him in the red zone. Give me Ali Cox at plus 650. I like the price there. Tight ends for anytime touchdown have done well for me on the show, so hopefully that carries over into this one. But 650, I think it's a good price for what is a pretty solid red zone target. All right, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Uh, yes, well, back in about a minute and a half because we got the afternoon games for Sunday. So, All right. Y'all heard him. If you are strolling into our YouTube channel, make sure you give us a subscribe, a like, all of that stuff. If you're listening to the podcast version, make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review. Subscribe there as well. And I mean, that's really it. This, well, we're getting, we still got playoffs, but it's starting to dwindle down, Scott. The season is almost over. I have nothing else to do. Nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. Just going to do like this. We are out of here.